It begins. All right. So, so I, <laughs> this this is our first attempt at uh, this podcast deal. Um, I'm sure that we'll figure out as time goes on what's what's the best way to uh, uh, do an introduction. Um, what well, did we I land on? For the, I, I dressed up for the event, as you oh, can I, see. I totally did too. This is the T-shirt that I wear to all my formal events. Yeah. Well, and I and I chose to, you know, I, it takes a lot of skill to get your shaving not or get your face not shaved to the right level. And so the timing of, of the shaving to get to this point where it's this scraggly has has met this moment perfectly. So the, the stubble is looking good. I myself have not shaved in approximately 82 years. <laughs> um, I mean, clearly I've, I've trimmed, you know, because yeah. otherwise in all that time, I would give Dumbledore a run for his money. <laughs> but uh, I was I was going to say you look like Jude Law, really. Oh, well, thank you. That's, that's there really you go. that's it's really nice of you to lie, but you really don't have to lie to keep your friends close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I have noticed a lot of gray in my beard and I'm, you know, I'm just going to blame the stress of life on that um, i know i know it's amazing because you're only 25 years old that's i know <laughs> it's time's taking its toll though i feel 42 <laughs> yeah i'm getting it on the sides and so i shave it i have it shaved down on the sides but it's just growing you know we've reached it look at this we're both in our 40s and now we've started our connective talks about our aging elements this is what's happened well, so this podcast isn't supposed to be talking about our ailments or no. the hair growing out of our ears. This is other people's, but not ours. You know? Right. No, let's let's yeah. let's focus on, uh, you know, what we actually have fun talking about. Um, so, you know, if if we're we're treating this as if it's our first episode of a podcast, um, let's uh Go ahead and, and uh, welcome the, the listening audience, if there is one. If there's not, maybe our mothers will listen to it. Probably not. All, they don't care. All of our best work <laughs> is, is vetted by our mothers. Um, you know, I, I don't think – I can't remember the last time my mom posted anything of, of mine on the refrigerator, maybe yeah, yeah. 30 years ago. But, uh, you know, I, she doesn't like to read, so maybe she'll listen to this. I'm not sure. <laughs> I do have, uh, as far as my credentials go, I've got more than 1,600 followers on my blog. So there's that. What? That's awesome. But uh, mom is not one of them. So <laughs> I, I figure um, maybe they'll care a little more about this than, than she will. Um, but uh, so as far as a title for this blog, we don't really have one, right? Did we, we kind of landed on no. back to the podcast and, uh, and went with like a, a back to the future style uh, kind of design for our, our logo, but. It sounds like we, a band that like, or like, you know, coming back to the podcast would be if someone like did podcasts and they took a break and then now they're back <laughs> and it's like all their fans. Wait, how, like, yes. How know? do people know? We, we didn't do a podcast pre-COVID, you know, maybe, maybe we kicked off this whole podcast craze and um, people, they people forgot. People didn't know us by our, our na names now. They only knew us as 
Gertrude and Cassandra, you right. know, when we did it before. So it's it's just like, you know, all <laughs> this stuff, the world has changed since we last did our podcast and and now we're back. And everybody <laughs> and their brother has a podcast now. So Truth. so you have to sift through all of that junk out there. Sure. Yeah. Maybe there are famous people who are re-watching the TV series they did 10 years ago, and maybe they're popular, but you know, we started this whole thing, right? I mean, boom. Where where did the podcast come from before us? Ah, that's true. It is the start of the podcast. We'll have to think of if if uh, back to the podcast is worthy of this great endeavor. Well, we know? might have to clear it with legal too. Yes, of course. <laughs> I'm sure no one has thought of it before. Never. Um, we should no. be, we should be fine in that regard. Um, but if we may, since we jumped into a moment of speaking about uh, Jude Law, or rather I did, I would like to speak about these these movies, these, uh, you know, Grindelwald movies, or rather they should be Fantastic Beast movies, but it seems to be more Grindelwald movies yeah, than it is Fantastic Beasts, right? They're, they're really not Fantastic Beast movies anymore. The first one, sure, yeah. that, that makes sense. But really, I mean... Yeah, they keep throwing Fantastic Beasts at the start of it just so yeah. that it can continue making sense to have Newt's commander as your <laughs> when he would not lead character. Otherwise be. I mean, I think if you're gonna, I mean, it's almost like a night of the museum kind of a, a, a thought process about all the animals get loose. You know, if you're gonna be a fantastic beast, where to find them? And and then there's like so so like you think about you know, in the Hobbit movie, The Unexpected Journey, you know, the movie, not the book. So um, like Gandalf says, when he's asked why he's going with the dwarves and all that to go fight Smaug, he says that, you know, something's rising. And if this dragon, you know, is persuaded, he'll join the ranks of what would be Sauron, you know what I mean? Or the necromancer you know, and he would be a great threat. So in my mind, if I'm thinking about fantastic beasts and where to find them, then a, a trilogy of movies would be about something of the like, like that. And you can't make Flash, um, you know, a beast. He's not a beast. You know what I mean? What's that guy's name? Ezra Miller. You know, you can't. Like, where did the Flash come from in this? You know, Ezra, Ezra, Ezra Miller. Sorry, yeah, Ezra Miller. <laughs> you can't make Ezra Miller like the Fantastic Beast that Grindel, Grindelwald wants. He's not a beast. You know, it's stupid. Or is he? <laughs> or is he? He's the smoke monster. He's the smoke monster. He's the, from he's the smoke monster from Lost. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's the man in black. The real smoke. He's the man in black. That's exactly it. Um. And you know, it's not just a trilogy though. There's there's plan for five of these movies. Right? Face palm. It I'm works. Sorry. It fits. I'm, I'm sorry. The only the only way now that I will get on board with the next two movies is if they have somebody different playing Grindelwald in every single one of them. Because the first fair. one you had Colin Farrell, and the second one you had Johnny Depp. This time we got Mads Mickelson. And yeah. so I mean, who else can we get? Can we get Christoph Waltz to play him in the next one? I mean, let's let's. I mean, let's think of some other classic just, villains. Uh, hold on, we really just need to go through the Bond movies and the, <laughs> right. and, and the Mission Impossible and then, movies. And then, and then, then the last one, 
we'll get uh, uh, Rami Malek to play <laughs> to play yeah, in the last yeah. one. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Or, but it's got to be horribly disfigured and scarred. Sherlock, you know that guy. He, we should get the Moriarty from Sherlock. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's the one. <laughs> Which I think he was also in one of the Daniel Craig. You know, I think he was in Quantum of Solace or something. Or one of those. He was in one of the one of the Daniel Craig ones. But he wasn't a bad guy, yeah. right? He was. He was. Oh, he, he was. was. So you found out at the end that he was part of. He was being paid off by whatever organization it was at the time. Not to change yeah. the subject, I still haven't seen No Time to Die, and I, I keep uh, telling myself I'm going to wait to see it until I, I can go I, back and rewatch all of the Daniel all of Craig. Bond well, that's movies. what I did. That's what I just did because I saw it. On, it was on the plane on one of my flights. And so I was, I, I just kind of watched it for a second. And I, and I got about five minutes in into a major situation that happens. And I was like, ah, nope, I need, <laughs> I need to go back. And so I started from the beginning because it, it heavily involves a connection to him and Vesper. And uh, uh, from the first movie, which was uh, uh, Green, um, what's her name? You know, Green. Eva Green. Eva Green, right. So, um, Green. so. Ava? Eva? Is, is it's Eva. 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 I don't know. I think it depends on who you talk to. Yeah. Definitely we should ask her ourselves, right? Well, we'll, we'll get her on a yes. future podcast. You know, yeah. Um, yeah, but so, you know, you it kind of connects to that and then it has a lot of resolution. But ultimately, you know, the movie is uh, it's a it's a great it's a great ending for that set. You know, it's I really enjoyed it. You know, I thought it was great, but Definitely watch all of them in succession to right. lead up to it, to get the full effect. Yeah, because I mean, this is really this is the first time that like a, a series of Bond movies have really connected to each other. Uh, I mean, even though, you know, you've had the same actor playing Bond for multiple movies in the past, they've always been like a one and done. You don't have to see Dr. No to know what happens in Goldfinger. You can right. just watch them. But for, yeah. for this, like it really feels like each one is a successor to the previous one um, yeah it's like the other ones with roger moore and, and sean connery the true the true james bond sure um you know i it's like all of them were like what's that what's that smooth crazy bond doing this time you know what i mean it was just like it, it's it's one and done for all of them but yeah you're right this has had cohesion you know what yeah. i mean <clears throat> and i don't know how did you feel because when i first saw daniel craig i was like mm. you know i like the movie casino royale but i was like mm. um i remember thinking when i saw it so when casino royale first came out i i thought this is the james bond we have to have for the 21st century like because now you're you're talking about spy movies that are coming after the born identity which are like fast-paced action you've got the camera just going 100 miles an hour yeah. so so now that we've had that you have to have a James Bond that can basically parkour through, you know, the craziest locations. And so, and that's what we got with Daniel Craig. I mean, not that he's the youngest person, like he's obviously not, you know, not that he's old either, but, yeah. you know, to have him just, he's, he's just this new generation. I know a lot of people complain that he was blonde. I mean, yeah, here's what color yeah. his hair is. Yeah. yeah, um, he pulls it off like he can. He's he manages. It was it in, was it in Skyfall or was it in um, Spectre, where there's that scene where like the the train like falls apart and he lands right there and he's just 
he fixes his his cuffs. Yeah, he lands. He's like going like, backwards, and he stands, and he's just like, yeah, he goes. he's like, just yeah. perfect yeah. gentleman. Like I yeah, didn't just good. land on a broken train. I'm yeah, I'm here. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. so like I said, like you know, when when we're in a world that has come after Matt Damon playing Jason Bourne, and yeah. uh, and you've got you've got that sort of introduction to that that version of the spy movie. Right. Um, where you know it's it really is the action is ramped up and, and so that's what people are expecting they're expecting something a little more real world and maybe not so gadgety and sci-fi with your spies right. you, they they wanted something something a little more down to earth and so that's what they got with uh with daniel craig and i, I think they right. you know since was it i guess it was in in skyfall that they introduced the new version of q and so, yes, there are still gadgets, and so your classic Bond fans are still going to get that. Get that, yeah. But it is still, you know, this this series of movies has has been a lot more grounded, right? Um, and well, you saw an evolution to Daniel Craig's version from who he was at the very beginning, because it really does start off with him getting his double O status, and then you see it all the way to its full fruition. And yeah. so, you know, I think I think that's the part that I kind of understood is when I was like betting him, you know, in my perspective and looking at, you know, Sean Connery or Roger Moore or Pierce Brosnan, I'm like, all right, let me vet you as a fully qualified Bond and I find you lacking. You know what I mean? <laughs> and the truth is, is that it took the, the full movies. I'm like, now nah, he is an amazing James Bond because I really think he's awesome. Yeah. But you know how sometimes movies will get you in a like previous movies that someone has done get you in kind of a funk because i watched road to perdition with tom hanks and yeah. uh, and him in it and his character under you know is the son of paul newman who is the the main gangster i mean his character i mean i loathed right yeah he's, you know he's I, despicable who's despicable so that's the last real I mean, I, I saw him, I don't remember when Cowboys and Aliens came out. I think it was after that, but it was like between a few of them. Yeah, that but was after still, Casino you know, Royale. So, you know, but I, I mean, in the end, it was fantastic. And I, I look back and always there's one or two in the middle that you're just like, mm, you know, but I mean, overall, they're, they're all really a good set. Did you know that Daniel Craig had a, a pretty major role in A Kid in King Arthur's Court? what yeah do you no. remember a kid in king arthur's court it, uh, it was the name and barely a, a thought so the kid the title character was uh was the same kid who was in um right the uh, rookie throwing, of the year yeah rookie of the year yeah 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 <laughs> and then later american pie um <laughs> uh, right but he was he was in that and and uh so daniel craig played um i can't remember who he was so I, I feel like he was like a stable boy or something uh, and, and may have worked his way up to knighthood or I don't, I'm not sure. I can't remember. I think he, I think he wound up jousting for the hand of the princess or something. That's how he got the role. They were like, you can grow from a stable boy. That guy, from the Wesley, that's our that next guy. James Bond. He's, he, he's been slow cooking for years. <laughs> you know, he's, he's been vetted. You know, the broccoli family was like, this is the one, you know, so, well, um, so going back to Fantastic Beasts, I have to ask you, you know, what are your feelings about Jude Law as Dumbledore and, and all of that? Um, based on his performance in 
um, the crimes of Grindelwald, uh, I'd say, you know, I, I think he did a, a fine job. Um, yeah. You know, I Dumbledore is is a character, at least on the big screen for me, I've had trouble liking because of Richard Harris's performance. Me too. Him, like when when I watched the first Harry Potter, um, yeah, um, Philosopher's Stone or Sorcerer's Stone, whichever one you want to call it, yeah, um, you know, seeing Richard Harris as Dumbledore is exactly how I pictured Dumbledore in my head when I read the book. Yep. Yep. And so and so his passing was like it doesn't matter who you cast in that role no. it's not gonna be Dumbledore and I you know well, Michael Gambon is fine he is a he's a good actor yeah I think he did a fine job but he is not Dumbledore and I know he played yeah. the role for six other movies um but <laughs> just in my head I cannot wrap right. that around I have the same my problem. imagination of it do you know do you know that my kids though like prefer the Michael Gambon version over the Richard Harris. But because is that because the Richard... they saw the movies before they had a chance to read the books? Or you read the books yeah. with them? They both. Both have happened simultaneously where we've where we've done both and 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 read them and and then watched them. But they prefer it, I think, because you know Richard Harris's performance as being older you know, he was much more slower, you know what right. I mean? He was a slower version and this awesome element in the books, you just kind of have much like with Gandalf, you know what I mean? In in the Lord of the Rings and Hobbit, you know, he is not in a rush. You know what I mean? He doesn't yeah. have to be, you know what I mean? And he has this kind of omniscient understanding. Whereas, you know, the Michael Gandon version is, you know, very, Oh, he's he's much more intense, almost out of control, almost like truly unknowing. It's he doesn't pull off the omniscient element when he grabs Harry and yells at him in Goblet of yeah. Fire. That was so un Dumbledore to me. Yeah, for him to do that, you know what I mean? That's that's the scene I, I always think part. of when you know when I I wonder what would the movies have been like if Richard Harris hadn't passed away. So like never would have done that. That that scene in particular, it, that's that's what I come back to as, you know, how would he as Dumbledore have played that scene? Why did Michael Gambon decide to play that scene the way he did? Was was he directed to by the director of that movie or was it a choice that he made as an actor and the director was like, you know what, that's great. Let's go with it. Um, it it, it yeah. bothers me because that is not the way that scene is described in the book. And I know you can't have every scene play out exactly the way you know everyone imagines it does from the book to the screen right. right but it's just it's so off and i hear so many people complain about it it's like it, it was it was way off yeah yeah, yeah. I, I mean yeah so i mean i think that that's that's kind of the challenge funnily enough it feels like jude law has a better understanding of that omniscience and it doesn't mean perfection it doesn't mean uh, the omniscience doesn't mean that he is perfect because we know by the time we get to deathly hallows in the books that he isn't perfect you know what i mean right. we, we understand and you're kind of being becoming acquainted you really become acquainted you know as dumbledore gives you know harry the slight 
you know, in Order of the Phoenix, right? He yeah. gives him the slight and kind of, you know, you know, and you're just like, what's going on here? The whole book, right? And then, you know, then you you kind of come to understand by the end why, and it made sense why he was doing that, though it wasn't the right choice, you know? How many times did the kid have to save, you know, everyone, you know, before you start to trust right. him, right? But, um, but apparently five novels, um, but... <laughs> You know, but anyway, so, you know, I, I do wonder, though, because I look at, at the, the requirements of the, of the role for specifically um, the air, you know, the heir uh, uh, of Slytherin, you know, the uh, Half-Blood Prince, sorry, um, the Half-Blood Prince, you know, and I think to myself, the requirements of that role, I don't know that Richard Harris could have pulled off, you know, he's you know, he, he really, he was aging, he was slower, he was softer, yeah. and that did require more, you know, force, you know, more. They, know. they would have found a way. Come on. It's Hollywood. Yeah. yeah. Um, but did you see, the, I mean, like with the Jude Law thing, yeah. though, like, I think my issue with this and, and this is this isn't necessarily because of Jude Law. This is because they are going back and messing with a timeline that's already been established. And. Uh, so you've you've got this guy who looks to be in his 30s or 40s playing Dumbledore at this time when uh, what chronologically he's in his 60s, right? I mean, because he's yeah. he's over a hundred when he dies, and that's right. you know in the in the book timeline that's the that's 1997 that right. he falls off the tower and dies, um, or that Snape kills him. Um, yeah. Classic Snape. Um, so, so, you know, you've got this guy who looks like he's in his thirties or forties, but then, uh, you know, in the flashback for, of Half-Blood Prince, when he is going to meet with Tom Riddle at the orphanage, uh, for the first time, he already looks like the Dumbledore that we know when Harry's at Hogwarts. So how does he age approximately 60 years in that 20 year span you know, after Voldemort's born and and is identified as someone who should be at Hogwarts, right? Um, it's just, <laughs> does something happen? Uh, to, yes, to an age, age that it's quickly? magic. It's no, an aging right. potion. And, you know, remember uh, what remember what happened to Fred and George? I mean, that's why he did that. That uh, uh, you know, the Goblet the age of Fire, line. You know, oh, that he man. knew, and he was like, "Oh, that happened to me. I'm going to do this to you guys too." Yeah. No. You know, not Suckers. to keep trying everything back to, you know, The Hobbit or, you know, anything like that. But I have hey, to yeah, one track mind. I, I do. I'm on it. Right. No, but seriously, like, you know, you think about when Lord of the Rings came out and they show the flashback of Bilbo getting the ring. Right. And then you have Ian Holm. Yeah. Ian Holm. You know, he um, it shows him now he's got brown hair, you know, and he's doing his thing. And then, of course, Ian Holm had aged significantly when Hobbit Unexpected Journey had come back. And then he tried to have him and, you know, um, Frodo, Elijah Wood, you know, um, try, you know, in that little scene together. And Elijah Wood perpetually looks 14. So, sure. you know, for the, his entire life. So no, no problems there. But poor Ian Holm is just like he's he's talking slower. He's, you know, oh my boy, you know, he, this is supposed to happen right before, you know, the party. Yeah. And then you go to Martin Freeman, who is, you know, back in that scene. He doesn't even pick the ring up in the same way, you know, that uh, that it did in that flashback. 
And these are just things that happen with movies, you know, where you didn't know you were going to do something and then you end up doing it. Now you have to rethink it. And I think the same thing happened with this. They just couldn't pull it off, you know, with a timeline perspective. So they had to just be like, oh, nobody will care. You know, well, here's here's my thing. I still make the argument that they never should have made those Hobbit movies at all. Fair enough. Fair enough. Or even just make one, you know, that's to me, that is like that is the perfect example of you did one thing as a passion project and the studio loved it and so they enticed you back to do it again for the money yeah and so i'm you know i can't speak for peter jackson but i feel like that's what that's what happened like yeah you know he he was done he was done with the lord of the rings he was done with middle earth and uh but new line saw dollar signs and like we've got the rights to the hobbit why aren't we making this movie? In fact, why aren't we making three movies out of it? Just yeah. because. Yeah. And that book was too short anyway. You it, know what I mean? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Azog. Azog the orc, you know, the albino orc, you know, added in, you know, and Radagast and all this stuff, like, you know, elaborate, you know, elaborate. It, just, it, it know. still blows my mind. You know, you, you, they managed to do a near perfect job of translating the Lord of the Rings, a, a trilogy of books that, you know, for years they said cannot be adapted to the screen. Right. And he did it. And, and then, and then you decide, you know what, let's, let's go back and do the Hobbit, a children's book, but let's stretch it out to three movies that, it should have been a 90 minute movie at best. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it really could have, could have just been one. The only thing that I, I would say though, that, I mean, I've, I've gotten out of them, you know, there's a few actors that were the dwarves that I've enjoyed seeing. Of course, who is going to disparage seeing Evangeline Lilly at all at any time? I mean, I'm not complaining that she was a made up character for just for the movie. I, I like her a lot, but and and naturally the <laughs> Romeo and Juliet of the dwarf, I think Killy or Philly, which one of them, Killy, I think. I don't know. Um, any of them. <laughs> you know, but anyway, I mean, but still, I think the, I think Martin, you know, Martin Freeman, you know, he's an amazing actor. You know what I mean? And it's not that I think that he is like a versatile actor any more than other actors I can think of that are versatile. Fort <laughs> Keanu Reeves, it's always the same, you know. But um, Martin Freeman's the same, you know what I mean? And everything, but I love that about him. I love his, it, what his timing and his delivery of his comedy and his facial expressions yeah. um, are no, just, he's, he's good. Awesome. You know? Um, but again, you know, I'll, I'll never, I don't think I'd ever back down from that. I mean, I'm not saying that's a hill I want to die on. Uh, saying, right. yeah, you should never made those movies. How dare you? Like, I'm not, I'm well, not, I'm not a Tolkien purist. I, I mean, I, I have, right. I have no dog in that fight, but um, you know, I, of course I saw every single one of those movies in the theater just, just because, and it was, it was in a way it was fun to, to go back to that world. Um, yeah. But at the same time, as a fan of the original Lord of the Rings trilogy, um, it was hard not to be frustrated with, with what we were seeing come out of the hobbit and just it's it's almost like not we keep switching from from franchise to franchise but it's almost like when you compare the first two godfather movies with the third one it's not that the third godfather is a bad movie 
It's just that when you compare it to the first two, right, it doesn't hold a candle to them, right. And right. so that's that's kind of how I feel about the Hobbit. It's not that the Hobbit trilogy is is a bad. It's not that it's like it was a bad right. idea to do it. It's just you've got these epic masterpieces of a trilogy, right. and then you got the Hobbit. <laughs> so. Yeah, I think that's true, and I think that's that's probably the the, the trick in watching any of those things. Because you and I have talked before about neither of us are really purists in the sense that we're like ultra cynical about choices with movies and things like that. I mean, I think we can both acknowledge when something doesn't seem wise, you know what I mean? But when you say not a hill to die on or, or not a dog in this fight, I mean, that's, I'm the same way. I mean, I'm going to find and I'm going to enjoy, you know, the movies sets as they are, but comparably it's like, you almost have to force yourself. Do not compare. It's a completely separate, you know, thing going on here, right. you know? So, um, you know, I, I I'm, I'm going to have to, I think it's good to think about that way because as we approach the, um, the series that's going to be coming out on, uh, is it Amazon or yeah. who's doing yeah. Amazon? Yeah. So that the, uh, the rings of power, the rings of power. I keep wanting to say the Elden ring because of the game that's just come out. You know what I mean? I've had everybody ask me, is Elden ring part of Lord of the Rings? And I'm like, well, I don't know. And I'm like, I know I really, I don't know. I, I don't think so. You know I mean? But, I uh, that's actually. The Elden Ring game, yeah. oh man, everybody's like talking about this this epic game that's incredibly hard but beautiful. Um, I'm so. I'm still stuck on Wordle, you know. <laughs> Wordle, yeah. Wait, is Wordle the thing where you have the letters? Yeah, and yeah. you have to and each you, day you and play every day. It's that? a different word. Yeah, I had somebody show me that at a dinner. I had to go to a, a work thing, and I had took some clients out to the dinner. It's, and uh, they they told me about it. I never heard of it, and they were like, "Do this," and you, you here's your guesses. You you have to guess it. So put it yeah. together. You get a five and, letter word every day. You get six guesses, and you have to try to figure out what the word of the day is. Yeah, and uh, I think I I got it on the third one, and um, and they were just like, they were like, <gasps> you know, like it was, and and I was like, <gasps> what? Yeah. And, and and they're like i think it was something like uh it was some bloke it was bloke yeah the word i remember was that bloke. one and so i, I got on the third one and that was and and i don't know i know i was just great you know and, and they said <laughs> now you'll be addicted and i haven't played it since i was like i'm gonna end here that was good well let me good. tell you not to brag or anything but i currently have a 53 day streak so what does that mean like means, you haven't you've gotten so, the word for 53 so, weeks yeah 53 days oh 53 so, days Sorry. so i discovered it in in january and uh and finally started playing because i'd seen people like on twitter talking about it and, and like sharing their their results not you know they don't share the word of the day but it sh they right. share like you'll be killed you know like how many uh how many green spaces they got how many yellow spaces they got and like yeah. which word you know which guests they they got the word right on yeah and so I've been seeing this and I'm like, what is this? And so I finally yeah. Googled it and I'm like, this is amazing. And so, <laughs> so I have, I've, I've played it on my phone every day uh, for the past 53 days and I have really? not missed, I have not missed it once. That's I need to awesome. knock on some wood somewhere because so, so like, and it's, it's almost become like a challenge now. Um, I've got some friends of mine that, that I went to college with that we've, we've got a group text going and, and it's, at this point, it's almost like the group text is solely for sharing our Wordle results. 
And uh, and yesterday, Mark and Andy both missed it, and so their streak reset. And today, uh, the other guy, Brandon, his he he missed today's, and so his streak reset. And I'm still like 53. <laughs> You're like, so oh man, I'm sure the yeah. three of them are waiting for me to fail. They're like, yeah, where when is pizza coming along? Because I know he's not going to get that. As as you know, all good friends, true friends do wait for each other to fit to console you of course right you know. right right <laughs> well well i mean i think it's new york times isn't it isn't it? that's uh that, that runs it yeah uh it, well so originally it was like an independent thing uh this guy in england um i think the way i heard it was uh he was trying to create a game for his girlfriend i think or his fiance or something and um and so they created this this website that had this um it it like it, it automatically randomly chooses the word of the day out of this, um, um, a list of like 2000 common five letter words. And, uh, but it also like, it has a dictionary of like something like 14,000 five letter words that you can choose from that it'll recognize and, um, you know, let you know you're wrong. Um, wow. So, but then the New York Times, yeah, in February, I think they bought it. And uh, thankfully, you know, they're not, you know, trying to make a profit off of it. It's still free. I don't know, you know, I'm sure there's some way that they're making money off of it. But uh, like, it's, it's still like, it's a free to play every day. It's a, it's, it's a squid game kind of thing. Like there's actually a whole bunch of like very rich, wealthy people who are bidding on it. And right. then if you win consecutively, if you win 54 days, they invite you to an island. Oh, great. And uh, and you have a chance. And then if to I get it wrong, I get shot. Okay, good. Yes. Good to know. Yes. Um, I think you should do it. I mean, honestly. Yeah. What? Go to the island? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Talk about talk about one thing. My kids, you know, they want, they want to watch Squid Game. I'm like... They're like, is it a? Was it good? And I'm like, I enjoyed it. And they're like, can I watch it? I'm like, absolutely not. There's no way in the world. I said, never. No. You may never watch this. No. You know, no. I mean, good, great. But all their friends and they play Roblox and and all and there's like stuff in there and they're like, so what's this game where they run? And I'm like, oh, red light, green light. So I'll show you. Let's go to the backyard. You know what I mean? And, and it's like that's the game that you need to be focused on is red light, green light. But Not the rules are a little different on the a show. Different. Yeah. I actually take away your devices if you lose. No, that would be like worse than death. Squid game you know, the, the home game. Yeah, the, home, the home squid game. Oh, man. But speaking of creating games, so my son, for my wife's birthday, created a board game uh, for her. Nice. And so I was. he was like, I'm going to create this game. And I'm like, and he's young. So I'm like, okay. Like, you know. You do that. We're going to love it. So on her birthday, they're playing in the floor. And this game is pretty awesome. He calls it like, like Blastastic or something like something, something <laughs> like some fun name. Right. right. But it's a board game. And he created all these squares and, and it's got, you get three hearts. So you can just feel the legend of Zelda coming out of it. You get, you get three hearts and you have, different squares that you can land on. One would be a, a, a P square, which is a prize square. And that'll give you either extra hearts for an extra turn and you roll to see which one you get. Or there's a question mark one where it can have good or bad things that happen or jump you to another space where you can swap spaces 
with your other player, or it's got like these disaster, you know, squares and you land on those and you could lose one, two hearts. And then like, and then there's squares where you land on them and you can't advance any farther unless you hit the threshold of, of a, a dice roll to be able to get over that. So it's like, this game was awesome. It was, it, I was so like, he actually like created a game that's fun to play. It was amazing. And not just yes. like a little kid, like drawing on a piece of paper and saying, here, I made a game. Yeah. Yeah. Where he changes the rules as it goes, you know, right. to his favor. No, like most kids, you know, I win. No, yeah. I win. Yeah. Well, oh, why do no, you win? I get, I get because I extra, win. Because I get the extra role, you know, you know, because I went first. No, no, no. He, this game is great. So I told him, I was like, look, man, I'm going to like, we're going to, we're going to make this game. Like we're going to sit here and we're going to make this game. And, uh, and of course, if you lose your hearts before you get to the finish line, you lose. Right. And the other person wins. So it's not just a matter of whoever gets the finish line. It's like, you got to survive to get to the finish you got, line. You got to not die. <laughs> you got to not die. And you're getting all these different things that you land on. So it's, it's an advancement roll of dice game, but then you also have to have rolling of dice based upon the cards that you get, you know? So you'll have three choices on the cards you get. And if you roll a one or a two, it's the, it's this one. It's two or, or three or four, it's this one. It's five or six, it's this one. And he's got this big blue blue dice this big, you know, that he, some toy dice that he got. And so we're totally gonna like create this game. And I'm like gonna make it on my computer and like print this thing out with like legit squares and all this stuff. Nice. It's going to be awesome. Turn it into we'll a, a Cones of Dunshire thing. Yeah. It'll be like one of those games that's on the shelf at Target that says it's won all of these awards. And everybody's like, right. who is this gaming game association? You know, the, the, the uh, BGA, you know, associ the Board Gamers Association. Just you know, selling for been 40 bucks for a pop. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. It's got the Children's Choice Award. You know, it's got, uh, you know, it's all these. Are, are you just making up these awards as you go along? I am. I am. That's good. You know, I'm assuming that's what's made up on all these, these are, games. These are real things, right? <laughs> yeah, but there's like, there's games like this that my brother-in-law will find. And, you know, so he, you know, he's he's always finding these obscure games that I've never heard of in my life. But, you know, I've got to be honest with you. He's Dutch. And I, I think the Dutch people have like an inside track on a whole nother world of gaming. That's like the next level of gaming. Like, I'm like, let's play Canast. And he's like, we could, or, or we could play, you know, <laughs> or, you know, <laughs> you know, but you, you, you know, you look at it, he's, and he'll come to, to holidays and bring this new game and it's legit and awesome, <laughs> awesome game. Now, do I have to wear wooden shoes and play with pinwheels while we do it? Yes, but no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Dutch people, I love you. But no, <laughs> he's seriously, he, he's just, uh, he's got these games like this. I'm like, this could be it. This could be a, the game, you know. If we have any Dutch listeners out there, be sure to send us your favorite games. Because, uh, real, you know, we're we live what is it 800 miles apart but we we could play these games over zoom so you know yes we could just we let could. us know yes the gauntlet has been thrown you know for the dutch you know show us your game mastery 
know. The day is mine. <laughs> the day is mine. Oh, yes. So, um, so anyway, so I think, um, you know, I still need to see the Batman, which you saw. Yes, I did. And, um, you know, I am facing the challenge of having a wee lad, you know, that I don't think should go see that movie. I don't think and he should either. <laughs> so, you know, so, but I've got, I've got the wife who wants to see it, but she may not be able to go to a three hour movie, or at least we need to make sure that there is possibly one of those airplane, you know, thing, the things you put around your neck you know, and that she could, you know, nod off. Did you know yeah. you're actually supposed to wear those with the cushion in the front? So, so we, you, can, you can fall asleep this way. Huh. Yeah. That's, I mean, obviously that is why I've never found success with them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm trying, I'm like, I'm like on the plan, I'm like, why isn't this working? <laughs> you know, try to roll around, you know. So in the front? Yeah. Yeah, like a try, cushion try beard. Way. Yeah, basically, like a cushion, like a cushion beard. Yeah, next wow. time you fly, try it. Try it the other way, and 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 see how it works for you. I don't need to do it the other way. As I age, I get a further double chin, oh, and I'll yeah. be able to well, rest myself on my. There is that. Um, you know, I the <laughs> so with with the Batman, I will say, uh, you're right. Don't take don't take the kids um now is it is it that she doesn't do well in a long movie and she'll fall asleep or is it like a bathroom issue where like halfway no. through that soda's kicked in i mean ever since having two kids that's been a constant <laughs> issue but my son's never had two kids and he has to go to the bathroom took him to a hockey game and got up no less than 10 times oh you know we were in the middle of the aisles and so the people to the left and the right of me we're just like, you know, of course, about the fifth time, I was like, I don't know who, whose kid he is. You know, who brought this kid? You know, I'm just kidding. So but like, uh, we've been there five times already. You can find it yourself, right? Yeah. Well, I gave him a cup. You know what I mean? So <laughs> you know. next time I'll bring a thermos, though. <laughs> His cup runneth over. But uh, no, I, uh, right. I, I she she just falls asleep. You know what I mean? So it's it's long, you know, and, it, you know, but if you turn if it's a girly movie. You know, if it's if it's like a romantic, you know, comedy or throw um, Jennifer Garner in any movie and she will just be like wide awake, like she's like, you know, just like wide awake. But anything else, anything, it could be like explosions, you know, a dump truck driving through a nitroglycerin plant, you know, and she would still be asleep. There are plenty of explosions. I I'm trying to I'm trying to wrap my head around the idea of a three hour rom com. Um, I don't think I can do it. <laughs> I mean, don't, I don't get me wrong. I do enjoy a good romantic comedy every now and then. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, I just, I, I cannot conceive of one that could last three hours and be okay with it. Of course, there's a lot of people wait, who wait, aren't wait. okay with the Batman being three hours either. Um, now, you wouldn't call like Pearl Harbor a rom-com, right? You wouldn't call like the Notebook a rom com. No, but those were long. That's drama. Movies. Those that's, were drama. That's pure drama. That is, and and with some action thrown in. That's yeah. yeah. That's those. Yeah. 
Pearl Harbor was there was no comedy to that. That you, was you get some you get the epic and you get the romance. You yeah, know the what romance, I mean? the drama, and the action, the, the war pieces. Yeah. But uh, yeah. it was not, but not a rom com. You know what I mean? So rom com, who, you fall who into... could you endure? Who could you endure as an actor and actress in a rom com for three hours? If when Harry met Sally was a three hour movie, I think I could do it. I yeah, think I'd yeah, be okay yeah. with that because I mean you've got Billy Crystal just off the cuff the entire movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and they're aging, so you could have pulled it off because of segments in their in their story. I mean, I don't think they could do that now. I don't. I don't think they yeah. could pull off when Harry met Sally at this point in their careers. No. Um, but like originally, like if in right. 1989 they made when Harry met Sally, and for some reason, uh, Rob Reiner decided to go. You know what, Rob Reiner. Let's make this a three-hour picture. Okay, I, I I think I can do that. I don't think it would have gone over well with audiences. No. Um. But if 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 there were a three-hour director's cut of When Harry Met Sally that got released for like the thirty-fifth anniversary or something, like okay, I'll watch that. See, I could see like a couple's retreat, or like grown-ups, or one of those type of movies having three hours in the director's cut. Of just some of those guys just just you know joking around for an extra hour and you're just watching and enjoying it you know what i mean i don't think i could do it with those though <laughs> you don't think you could <laughs> you don't think you could endure vince vaughn you know you know vince, for, Va- uh, vince vaughn is one thing if it, but if it's adam sandler and his best friends no yeah i know i no. couldn't either i, I can't either i haven't i haven't really been able to enjoy an adam sandler movie probably since 50 first dates I think that's the last one I really liked. Well, what about Wedding Singer? That was before that. Oh, okay. Since then. Okay, I got you. But like, I'm I'm just saying since then. I mean, he's put out Jack and Jill, two grown-ups movies. Um, Yeah. And I didn't enjoy the grown-ups movies very much. Did you? Grown-ups? Yeah. No, I did not. I I didn't see the second one. I saw the first one and I I hated it. Uh, and so when they came out with a sequel, I was like, there's no way I'm, I'm not going to watch that. Even (laughs) if it's free streaming somewhere, I will not watch it because why would I do that to myself? Wait, speaking of, I say that, but I, you know, I'm the kind of guy, like I'll watch anything once. So like, if, if there's, if there's a movie, even grownups too, if it comes on and somebody says, Hey, you need to watch this. All right, fine. I'll give it a shot. But right. you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fully hate on anything, even even if I don't like it, you know, because nobody sets out to make a bad movie. You know, you're not true. I think <laughs> that there was a ploy that Master in Disguise was made to be a bad movie, Dana Carvey. Well, that could I think be, that yeah. that was all right. So there's that one that, that was released as a foreign tactic to bring down international governments. The room was probably intended to be a bad movie <laughs> the room man but you know the, the hard oh, thing hi, about now about um bad movies is like you know before with like stuff direct direct to video at the blockbuster right the blockbuster i say the blockbuster now instead of blockbuster but you know you, you always had those movies now back in the day right when the, when the blockbuster video was just like the place to go, you know, I had that job, you know, where my, my parents had their picture framing manufacturing business and I had to do those cardboard corners. You remember that? Yeah. Like I had to, fold Dude, you were super fast at that. 
sheets, there was sheets of corners and you, you broke them apart and then you'd fold them into what they needed to go on the ends of frames to protect, protect them during shipping. And I could do like a thousand of these things an hour. Yeah. Right. And I, would I remember, do like, dude, you were like, without even thinking about it, you were just boom, 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 boom. It was my skill, you know, I haven't been able to put that on the resume. It just doesn't feel right. I can't get the words right. Um, but, uh, but anyway, so I know, fold I corners. 12, what? I fold corners. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, obviously carpal tunnel now, but you know, whatever, but you know, but seriously, so 12, <laughs> like this. what's that movie? Crippled up little hands. What was what? the movie where the guy, he does this with his hands. Oh, what was that movie where he had arthritis and he did that? Oh, with his uh, hands? in the stand. It was the stand. stand. Uh, it was the stand. Glenn. Yeah. Glenn. Yeah. He was in. He was so in jail bad. in Las Ve- in Las Vegas and uh, not so bad. And flag, flag. Like, affected his arthritis and he's like, it's not oh, so bad. He's such a good actor. Not so bad. It's not your fault. No. Oh man, that's such a sad scene. Anyway, all right. So um, I did these corners, and I would do twelve thousand corners a week, right? And uh, and so I just rented movies from Blockbuster, and after a while, because I'd rented so much, I became a Blockbuster's gold member. You know, they like mm-hmm. sent me a card, and it was like gold, my magic ticket, you know. And I got free movies, so I'd, I'd rent movies, and I'd also get free movies. So I watched everything, everything under the sun, and back then. You knew the movies that were direct to video that were not necessarily the highest caliber yeah. of movies. And now there's no blockbuster. It's just the streaming services. Right. So now, it's some, now you also have movies that are direct to streaming that that's cool now. And so you can't tell. You yeah. can't tell until you're like watching a little bit of it. And, and sometimes there's some, you're like you're five minutes in, you're like, oh, this is this is bad. But yeah. sometimes you don't know. You have you know? to you have to sift through them. And is is this going to be another ridiculous six, or is it going to be another? Uh, what what's the one with uh, Ryan Reynolds and The Rock? Red Ticket or Red? Red the Red Notice. Red Notice, Red Notice. Yeah, which was wonderful. I still haven't seen it. <laughs> oh, so good. Well, now they have the Adam Project. That's got now that Daphne looks really good. This. Daphne will watch this with me because she loves Ryan Reynolds. More importantly, she loves Jennifer Garner. And she likes Mike, uh, Mark Ruffalo. Uh, and, of course, Jennifer Garner and Mark Ruffalo were together in 13, 13 going 30. 30. That's right. And so My she reunion. will watch this with me. You know what I mean? But, I mean, that's obviously probably going to be – I mean, probably going to be a good movie. But it's hard to tell now. It does look good. La- like last night – so she's away with her daughter at dance. And so I'm, I'm just – I'm like, all right, I have finished a show. And t- it's time to embark on a new show. And so I see this ad for Vikings Valhalla, which is the next chapter of the Vikings movies. And I'm like, well, I think I'll try the Vikings. I've just finished playing Assassin's Creed um, Valhalla, which is all about the Greek side of it. I played God of War, you know, and I, I've enjoyed all of those. You mean games the Norse? On the PS4. Yeah, the Norse, you know, the Viking Norse, that stuff like that. You know, it's all like, you know, uh, you know about like Loki, and it's got yeah. uh, you know Odin, and it's it's all related. Just threw to me that. off. You said Greek. I was like, that doesn't make. What I say Greek? What when I say? Which one I get wrong? Greek? 
Yeah, well, it, you know, I sorry, I mixed up. I know what that. you mean. You know what I mean. Sorry. All right. All right. All right. Our, our but, apologies to any of our Norse mythology listeners out there. If you still worship Odin Greek. and Thor, uh, he did not he mean said, Greek. He meant he Norse. What a loser. I know. I'm sorry. My bad. My bad. At least so you didn't say Roman. Gosh. Yeah, I know. Roman. No, I would always go for the Greek gods over the Roman. Anyway, so, um, but, you know, like, so I was like, all right, I'll try this Viking show. And, and it's got the actor, the, the main character in it is the same guy that's in Raised by Wolves. It's on HBO Max. And I'm really enjoying that show. You know, we can talk about it sometimes. It's a very fantastic show. But I'm like, okay, let's get in. And I'm watching it and I'm like, it's got Gabriel Byrne in it. And I'm like, props to props usual suspects. I'm like, just can't connect. Episode two. Okay. Okay. Politics. They're going over to the lands. And then I'm just like, man, I've, I've played this. I've played this on Assassin's Creed Valhalla. And you still can't connect. I just can't, I can't connect. And so I'm, but there's so many fans that are like, this is the next Game of Thrones or even the last kingdom on Netflix. Same, it's the same. You know what I mean? It's like, I just can't get into it. Have you seen any of these? No. And see, that's that's my problem. Like, and that's I think I've I've spoken with you about that before. Like my my issue with TV shows is if if they cannot hook me in the first one or two episodes i'm done i'm not going to try it anymore because i'm not going to invest time like there i will admit there have been a few shows where i'll even tell people like once you get past the first season it's great beyond that um yeah, you gotta push like I've, I've said that about buffy the vampire slayer now right. i there's there, there are things i love about the first season of buffy but second season is when it really hits its stride um yeah i you know i think when i was a teenager and i was watching it the only reason i kept watching the first season was because i fell in love with sarah michelle geller um sarah if you're listening um don't take that personally um (laughs) i but most of the time these days because there are so many tv shows out there and like everything every streaming service has its own um unique uh, offering for you know and, and it's not just streaming services but you've got cable channels and the networks everyone's vying for everyone's attention on yeah. all of these tv shows and so at this point in my life it's like if you can't hook me in the first couple of episodes i'm gonna move on to something that will and right. so even even if that means i'm moving on to a show that i am one of five people watching it okay. and everyone else right. is talking about the show that i couldn't get connected to Right. That's fine because at least I'm entertained by this. I'm not going to waste time on something that I found boring. Um, So my, my mom, I swear, she tells me about a different TV show to watch like three times a week and is trying to like, she gives, it's almost like I've got this running list of, of shows that she (laughs) and my stepdad have been watching. And it's like, I, I don't have enough time in my life. Now it's, it's, it's one thing for them they're retired. I mean, they can sit at home all day and watch these TV shows and binge through six seasons in a week. I can't do that. (laughs) You know, I know. know. Well, when I have time, it's gotta be something that I'm enjoying. I really want to watch it. No, of course. Of course. Well, I I think, 
my, my parents are funny because they'll have all these recommendations. And whenever they make any recommendation, especially my dad, my dad acts like the, the, his recommendation of anything is like a great discovery, like a treasure trove, like some, some found gem. And he'll be like, he'll be like, and, and you know, and he doesn't just do it with movies either. So he'll be like, he'll be like, have you seen this movie? He'll be like, oh, you need, you need to watch it. You would, you would love it. So good. Now this was, this was kind of like uh, something I could appreciate when he was like recommending, you know, things like Breaking Bad or, or something like that, you know, before, but now it's like some Hallmark movie, you know what I mean? Or something like that as he's gotten older and he's like, Oh, have you seen a will to live? You know, it's like some lifetime story, one woman's fight against, you know, you know, one woman comes home from a, you know, or something like that she, you know she's tired of, it, of life in the big city she comes yeah, back home to her small town and discovers that her mother has cancer yeah no it's, and then it's she just, finds true love oh it, with the oh, doctor was, the oncologist so, treating her mother yeah yeah it was so so good um you know and but then he'll he'll also do it with stuff like you know he, he did the same thing about flossing you know the the other day you where he was like flossing with mint flavored floss it will change your life That's do you know exactly that they make right. these little things they look like tiny yeah. little slingshots yeah but they've got a handle and it makes it so much easier to get between oh, yeah. those at, teeth. at this point i just you know i'm just i, I just play along. i feel like it's good to play along you know oh, what yeah. i mean you know i'm just what no really i will can and in fact i beat him to the punch when it's about an app like he'll just he'll be like have you seen this app? I'm like, no, send it to me, please, please send it. No. Can you do it before we leave? You know what I mean? It's just, if I, I hit it all fast, yeah, then, then it's just, it works out better for everyone. But uh, yeah. To, to all of our listeners over a certain age, we also do not mean to offend thee. Um, <laughs> we, we just haven't gotten there yet. And, and, no, and one day we, we will. will, we understand it's going to happen. We're going to tell stories over and over again. Uh, because that's that's what we're gonna do. We're we're gonna that's annoy right. our children with the yes. things we watch on TV, because that's that's just how the life cycle works. It's the circle of life. It is. Although I do hope, in my cognizance, I can, <clears throat> you know, of my own volition, choose to annoy my children, not by accident, <laughs> but by purpose. You know, that's that's really the goal the goal i don't know. i don't have any kids myself but i hope that i can find a, a a nest of children somewhere that i can annoy i'm sure i'm sure if you look around there might be a scattering you there you know. what day is it oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good that's good yeah i uh but you know i mean i i think you know there's something to be said for searching for the for the next movie or the next show you know i mean and to each their own with oh, it. Sure. You know, my parents are liking the Hallmark lifetime kind of thing. Great, you know, but um, I'm still kind of on the hunt, you know, and then you find yourself in a show. You never like, it's not like you ever watch the first episode and you're like, this is the one. Seven <laughs> seasons, seasons later, I know I'm going to be watching. It's never right. that way. You, you get to it and you know, oh my gosh, this is an amazing show. And by the, by the time you realize it, you realize they're coming to their series finale. And it's been seven seasons, you know what I mean? And, and that's just how it goes. But, but uh, always on the lookout for the next Game of Thrones. 
the next loss, though I know there are some haters. Yeah, Sorry. It's, it's funny. I um, When you mentioned Game of Thrones, I saw something, and it may have been that uh, George R.R. R. Martin gave an interview. Um, and, of course, I don't, I don't actually read articles. I just see the headlines pop up on, on really my news feed. Need, really? And uh, <laughs> in the headline, it's it's talking about him uh, and and how he's discussing uh, Game of Thrones spinoffs, I guess, with HBO. Yeah. And <laughs> the only thing that goes through my head is like, why are you giving interviews? Shut up and finish the books already. <laughs> That's exactly. Jeez. I think the same thing. What what's it going to take? <laughs> You know, honestly, it's like somebody's telling him to write, and he's like, um, yeah, but I think I have an interview. Um, I'm, 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 I'm on it, you know. I mean, oh, dude's man. blogging every day. Stop stop blogging and, and write your freaking book, man. We, yeah. We don't, we don't want your, your insights on the making of the prequel show on HBO. I, I want to read the next book. Yeah, we do. We want to know how it will differ. From yeah. what we have seen how's it really supposed you know I mean? to end <laughs> how's it really supposed to you see the power we've given you martin well and and you know? you know and again like with that kind of thing i you know i'm i'm always hesitant to say how something is supposed to happen because then you get into that slippery slope of toxic fandom right it's like right oh well the star wars prequel i mean the the sequel trilogy is all trash you shouldn't have Shouldn't have had any of that happen. Palpatine yeah. shouldn't have come back. I don't care. Right. I was entertained by those movies. I or, was too. Like at this I point, it's like An enthusiast. People, the the Obi Wan Kenobi trailer, you know, was just released. Uh, as, you know, as we're recording this, it was just earlier this week, yeah. and immediately on immediately. Twitter, it's it's trending and not in a good way. It's yeah. all people who are talking trash about everything about the, that Disney yeah. has done since they acquired Lucasfilm. Yeah. And I'm just like, how, how much energy do you have to uh, that all you can do is, is just hate on everything that comes out yeah. about Star Wars? You call yourself right. a fan of Star Wars, but all you do is complain about it. If you don't well, want to watch yeah. any of the sequels, then don't just go back it. and watch the yeah. original trilogy over and over again. Right. No one's stopping you. But yeah. stop I think, hating people I think it's okay. It. I think it's okay when people voice like their disdain. Like some people have watched it and they see the Grand Inquisitor, you know, and they're like, that's not what he looks like. And it's not just that's not what he looks like and, and his facial structure. You see the resemblance of that type of alien that type of alien race in uh attack of the clones i think it was um no no, no it might have been revenge of the sith, of the sith. Yeah, yeah at the end you see that with their lines and their faces and you see that alien type and that's not being followed and so people will be like you know what would have been so hard to find a slender faced actor that would have had had those marks one and then two why isn't jason isaacs playing him you know which you know, naturally would be amazing. And, and so I feel like there's this moment where someone can can have like their little, eh, you know, but then it goes but, beyond that. Yeah, and I mean, it, it's, and, it's, and it becomes hate, you know, and it's just like, all right, hey, it's, you know. And there's there's nothing wrong with, you know. with disliking something. I mean, absolutely, you have your opinion, express it. That's fine. But the the problem comes when you've got these fans 
fans out there who who are like literally attacking people online because right. they express an opinion that differs from theirs and they're saying right. you're not a true star wars fan because <laughs> you like the last right. jedi right. how right. dare you that's right. not luke skywalker that's they they just completely destroyed his character in that movie right i'm sorry if i liked it i thought it was actually really right. well done and it makes right. sense for a character like that who had he experienced failure and maybe in that moment of darkness he decided i'm not going to do this anymore so i don't have to worry about another dark jedi coming out of you know my teachings yeah. and so yeah. why would like it's okay to watch our heroes fall but in yep. that movie we also saw him pick himself back up and become yeah. the inspiration that the resistance needed to the fight back on the first hold order. on no let's we got to say it right it's the, the, the spark, spark that, that will ignite the flame the flame that will set the fire <laughs> that will burn down the resistance but no first order, the first order. Yeah. but there is like a spark that lights the thing that lights the you know anyway here's a message from your uncle bill you know this is uh no this is this is good because this this wraps us up on this hour with the moral of the story you can dislike people or you can dislike stuff, people, but you cannot hate. Don't hate. Don't hate. You know? I'm the last person good. to give that advice. Uh, I hate no, Aaron, don't hate right now. No, don't hate. No. No, don't. Dislike. It's not dislike. It's it's not stuff in Hollywood though. Like I I don't I don't hate anything. Like like I said, it's you know, people work hard on these movies and, and I think that, you know, I really don't believe they set out to do something bad. They they wanted to they believe in what even the people who made Sharknado, they believed in what they were doing. It's my hatred comes with with very different things. And it's very personal. <laughs> yes. And that's why yes. I'm in therapy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. And you know, in the meantime, in the meantime, folks, don't hate. Hate hate makes waste. Hate makes hate leads to anger. Oh no, wait. Anger anger leads to hate. Fear leads hate. to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads, leads to, suffering. to suffering. You know, that's right. All oh, right. Man. To the end of this podcast, uh, let's see. We will come up with a name. And this, this was this, awesome. I've we're we're not ending the podcast. We're just ending this episode. Oh, sorry. This is the end of the episode. <laughs> the one hit wonder. You know, That's right. The O'Neaters. So, the O'Neaters podcast. That's what this should be. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Captain Geese so. and the Shrimp Shack Shooters. Oh, of course. Right. <laughs> All yeah, right. Two well, guys and a bike on the wall. That's what we should call it. All right. I'm good with that. <laughs> but it's not a tandem bike. It, 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 it actually doesn't work. I mean, how do you know? I mean, okay. You've stayed here. That's true. I can um, see it. It's right there. Plus, if we say <laughs> that's the name, then I have to keep the bike on the wall perpetually. Right. And maybe I'm not want, ready to make that commitment with this. Maybe bike. you want to change it and put some movie posters up at some point. I have those in the other room. Let your let your geek flag fly. There is so much geek flag flying in this room. I have so many little things. I'll have to share my toys and things that I have. My all of my little bobbleheads, like. My bobblehead Luke, is that Luke with, with Yoda, Yoda on his back. Yeah, from Empire. There you go. I'll, I have to clean up my apartment before I start showing off anything. 
Yes. Don't show your apartment. No, just it's, uh, it's kind of a mess right now. And, and I've, I've got all this empty space right now. I'm, I'm trying to get a treadmill in here. So nice. Peloton, Peloton, Peloton. You're just making up words now. <laughs> all words are made up. Yeah, that's right. By someone. <laughs> that's good. All right. Well, this has been conclusion. fun. If you've uh, been listening this entire time, thank you for tuning in. Uh, come back next week when uh, our topic will be um, the finer cereals of the world. Yes. And we don't mean killers. No, I, I, I don't mean I don't mean like the cereals you pour in a bowl. I mean, the cereals oh. that uh, that used to be shown in movie theaters back in the 30s and 40s. I'm just kidding. I don't know any of those either. All right. I'm going to have to do some research. <laughs> uh, but once again, thank you for joining us. Have a pleasant whatever, wherever you are. <laughs> <laughs>